Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tasty, smooth. Yeah, that's good. You better fucking believe pound. it. Thanks. Okay, so let's do it. How much? How much for how much? For all of it. You want it all? Yep. He wants it he all. He wants it all. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, congratulations. Maybe a nice six-footer to put it under, huh? <laughs> you want a tree? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you the best tree I got in a lot for nothing. Hey, thanks. But the shit's going to cost you... Um, a hundred. What, that much? Hey, you said you liked it? That's a fair price. Yeah. Yeah, hell, you only live once. <laughs> Get this together here. <laughs> 20, 40, 60, 70, 25. Hey, what the fuck? Hey, man. 95, 90. Hey. Come on, shut up, man. I'm losing count. 93, 94, 95, 96. Forget it, you dumb shit. 100,000. 100,000 dollars. Did you hear what he said? A hundred thousand? I'm sorry, I can't afford that, not on my salary. But look, I'll tell you what, I got a better idea. Here. Now, let me say I, uh, I take the whole stash off your hands for free. And you assholes can go no. to jail. Hey, what do you whoa, say about wait a... that? Now I can read you guys your rights, but now nah, you guys already know what your rights are, don't you? <laughs> this badge ain't real. You ain't real. Oh, you sure are a crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> you think I'm crazy? Yeah. Are you calling me crazy? crazy? You think yeah. I'm crazy? Yeah. Hey, you want to see crazy? I'll tell you. <laughs> now, that's a real badge. I'm a real cop, and this is a real fucking gun. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Lasers Podcast number 68. Blackout. <laughs> so stupid, but blackout. Blackout. I almost. I felt like it was racist at first, and then I started paying attention. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, racism is funny, but you know. Yeah. You got to pick your moments. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so for those of you keeping score at home, uh, which, which is, is none of you. Yeah. Which mean no, there's two, you and me, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, we are, you're going to notice the sound quality is going to be a little bit different from here on out because 
Adam decided his ass had to go back to Arizona. That's right. It was decided um, by because I'm opening a Lazy Geeks office over here. <laughs> Better known as it's cheaper to live out here. So <laughs> no, but we we'll still be um we'll still be recording the same amount of time. We'll same amount of stories. Nothing's gonna really change. Just just you know we're in a different place. And you know what? It's important because I feel like I can report live on the scene for all the Arizona events that happen. <laughs> right. Like you went, yeah, like you went to all the California events. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can actually go to an Arizona Comic Con or something. They don't they don't have those. Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah, they covered one last month. Oh good, then I have somewhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably free. It's like because it's Arizona. Yeah, it's like two booths. There's a DC and a Marvel booth. That's it. <laughs> well, the biggest the biggest um, comic book chain out here closed down. Oh, I know. Atomic Comics. I don't even know where I'm supposed to get comic books unless I keep it digital. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some people are going to be pissed off by us saying it, but I think digital is the way to go anyway. Yeah. And I have more room in my hard drive than I do in my closet where those case those comic book cases go yeah you do oh, <laughs> oh that's right yeah oh baby <laughs> <laughs> all right so um i i thought this was funny and uh, oh yeah <laughs> when uh when uh sapien was i mean sapien wow i haven't called you sapien in a while when uh you call me that too man yeah. it's all right yeah when adam was over here we saw this on uh was it twitter yeah it was twitter and we both laughed so hard that we're like, it's got to be in the show notes. So apparently Jay-Z has decided to stop saying the word bitch in honor of his daughter. Right. Yeah. Um, but but I guess his wife wasn't good enough for that change. Or even or even his mother. <laughs> yeah, you know, know. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to use it because of my daughter. Yeah, but your wife apparently doesn't, doesn't count at all in this yeah. whole thing. You know, in case it's, you it's, it's amazing to me because I guarantee you he'll still say the N-word. He'll still say everything else but the word bitch, which isn't even that big of a deal. <laughs> we have grandmothers calling each other bitches. That's, you know, that's like, dude, come on. You my bitch? My grandma bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I'm done. I finished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> All right, let's let's. Uh, I'm a little. By the way, I'm a little. I'm a little giggly today because I've gotten about two hours of sleep on a bus. <laughs> I'm all like, <laughs> how long is that bus ride? It's like seven hours. I thought you said yesterday the other day. You're like, oh, I sleep. That's just what I do. I sleep. I don't know what it was, man. I couldn't get comfortable, and and this really hot chick was sitting next to me too, and that made it awkward. Like, I just didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know where to put my hand. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't mind while I whip this out, right? Yeah. That's right. Well, then there really wouldn't be enough space. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, I think it's time we head into some news. <laughs> oh, starting off the day, this was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Xbox 360, like, live achievements... Um, added to Visual Studio. So Visual Studio is uh, coding, basically. 
Um, Microsoft has added the Visual Studio Achievements plugin to Visual Studio, and it added and it and it adds some very interesting things. First off, is obviously 32 achievements broken down into six categories. Um, those are customizing Visual Studio, good housekeeping, don't try this at home, just for fun, power coder, and unleashing Visual Studio. If that wasn't enough, they've also added leaderboards and functionality that will allow users to share programming progress over Twitter and Facebook. But wait, uh, there's more. <laughs> actually, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, sure, sure, this is awesome because it's it's fun and something that coders can have fun with. On the more important side, this is making coding competitive, um, more so than it already was in some circles, which can only breed more creativity. It's nice to see Microsoft is thinking about the backbone of the industry and not just the glitz and glamour. Hmm. I thought that was pretty dope. One of, one of the achievements was, um, I have it on the photo, interrupting cow. <laughs> which I can't remember what it is, but it has something to do with coding. It's just cool. Like you just code like normal. And if you have like a certain amount of breaks in your code, you'll get, it'll like ding. I'll come up and give you an achievement. Nice. Dope. See, all we need is achievement in real life. Then, then, you, you know, walking down the street, uh, make a cup of coffee. Bing. That's right. Well, I think the achievement is naked bitches. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Jay-Z? Naked <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. So talking about crazy bitches. Oh. Um apparently the government decided to take down Mega Upload and Anonymous went batshit crazy. Yeah, uh, like officially batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Some people wonder why we don't jump on news when it happens, mostly because when we have we have to keep updating our stories all day. So we wait till most of the dust settles and then we tell you what we know. As many of you know, uh, Mega Upload was taken down uh, the day after the internet went on strike by the FBI. Mm -hmm. This is actually kind of funny because why some news organizations refer to this as the reason most websites went dark yesterday is that we are protecting um, – that we are trying to protect illegal sites. When you look at this, uh, this was a major site that boasts – Oh, more than 150 million registered users, 50 million daily visitors, and accounting for 4% of the total traffic on the Internet. And that's according to the Department of Justice, which – and it took it down without SOPA or PIPA. So bear that in mind, and keep in mind that the government's saying that this is 4% 4 of the Internet <laughs> visits Mega Upload. 4%. Yeah, Mega, up, Mega Upload is one of those sites that, like, Everybody goes to eventually. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If they're 4%, I will, I love to see how much Facebook is of the internet. They should make cool ads saying bring back Mega Upload and it could be I'm the 4%. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, in any case, seven people were arrested in connection with running and making money uh, from the site. The money they made was through subscription fees and advertising dollars, and the feds claim that they are liable for over $500 million in copyright-protected material. Although I'm not sure how many people still use Mega Upload because when the feds nail them, most people have bailed. But it seems that after the feds took them down, Anonymous went crazy and started to attack many of the organizations that supported the takedown. The DDO, DDoS attack on such sites like DOJ. Dot gov. That's Department of Justice. Gov. Yeah. The MPAA, the RIAA, BMI, uh, Universal Music Group, and the U.S. Copyright Office. Uh, 
Russian news, sort, uh, news service RT claimed that the, it's the largest coordinated attack in anonymous history, over 5,600 DDoS zealots blasting at once. Anonymous has been laying low for a while and haven't really done anything of substance in the in recent weeks. However, with their personal vendetta against anyone that supports SOPA or PIPA, this renews their interest in keeping the Internet free of government control. While the government can gloat about its victory, they need to see that they did this through normal channels and no special permission given to, um, given to them by the Hollywood elite. Piracy is not right, but you can't take them down with uh, – but they can take them down with the laws that they have now. And uh, yeah, but um, I caught uh, what was it uh, is related to the story. I think it was Gizmodo. I'm not sure if it was Gizmodo. I think it was Gizmodo was saying that um, people may have uh, not even known that they were DDoS attacking um, those sites because there were certain links that were available on Twitter and Facebook. And then once you clicked on them, it basically got in through JavaScript yeah. and and we're attacking them so yeah, it's 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 script kitty shit and yeah. it's it, it, it pissed me off and i remember right i hit you up on facebook right when i heard about it and was like god damn it because we <laughs> the the internet the internet did something with the blackout in a peaceful way and, and just said you know we don't agree with sopa and then here comes anonymous acting like a bunch of fucking little brats yeah you know, oh and, and and just being stupid it's just ridiculous. I mean, Mega Upload got taken down because they laws were broken, not because of a SOPA-related thing. Right. I mean, they, they, if you if you think Mega Upload is a legit site, you are stupid. Because <laughs> Mega Upload, it everything is on Mega Upload. Everything. Well, there are some people that <laughs> there are some people like Will Wheaton said he used it for legitimate purposes. There are legit. There is legit stuff on there. Yeah. But like I said, it has everything. It yeah. has dark corners and it has go okay corners, like 4chan of downloading. Yeah. Well, like, well, like, uh, if you just really think about it, you know, this is something that was probably invented to be legit and then got perverted, much like what would happen if SOPA or PIPA got involved. Aw, shit. <laughs> yeah. The truth shall set you free, baby. Mm. Do you see the light? <laughs> <laughs> so, moving right along. Minecraft Pocket Edition. So Minecraft for the PC is an insanely popular game. So popular that more, it's more of a lifestyle nowadays. The only problem with it is you had to be home to play it. Then Minecraft Pocket Edition came along and global productivity dropped dramatically. If you don't believe me, just look at the sales. Minecraft Pocket Edition has sold 700,000 units since its inception. That's around 5,000 copies a day. The game costs $6.99 a pop, so that's $4,893,000 US dollars. Um, sounds pretty impressive. Uh, for a game that doesn't have any adventure mode whatsoever. There's, there's no health bar or anything like that. You just break a block and move a block. It's 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 like Minecraft in its most simplest form. Um, hopefully in the future they can make some some updates to that. But I thought that was pretty impressive. So that is pretty impressive. 600, 600K? Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, trying to increase sales... Um, uh, that was a weak transition, but, you know, what the, whatever. <laughs> it works. It yeah, works. It does. It does. Uh, it seems that AT&T has decided to use the Internet goes on strike day to announce that they are increasing their data charges on their smartphones. Smart move. Uh, now, this won't affect existing customers with data plans, but it will affect new people that are considering to make a jump to another carrier. Starting yesterday, 
AT&T will raise their data charges from $15 plans, which will go up to $20, but the amount of data also goes up from 300 to um, goes up to 300 from 200 megabytes. Uh, the same goes for the $25 plan. The two gigabyte plan goes up from $30, goes up to $30, and is three gigabytes. The high-end 45, four gig plan, which includes mobile hotspot capability, goes up to $50 for five gigabytes. All you tablet users don't get off scot-free either. Uh, they made a few adjustments to their plan, which includes increasing the three gigabyte for $30 a month up to um, up from two gigabytes for $25. They also created a brand new high-end plan that offers five gigs for 50 bucks in case some of you have money to burn. Of course, AT&T is stating that they're doing um, they're doing this adjustment to keep people from going over their allotted usage, and they blame the incentive of lower-priced smartphones um, are causing people to use uh, um, are causing more people to use these phones with data usage. It doesn't hurt that when you were the only phone company with the iPhone, which is a reason many of their customers are still with them. Changing to another carrier would now cause them to lose all the benefits they still retain. But mm-hmm. This will more than likely be seen more when companies begin making the bigger push to the 4G light, which is out in force at this year's um, CES, uh, CES. Wow. And uh, too many damn acronyms. And uh, <laughs> and more people and more people begin using more data to check in, message people or watch and stream music or movies over the devices, providing that people won't be jumping ship for other carriers so they don't lose their benefits. It will be something people will need to think about if you wish to change carriers. Yeah. So just AT&T being AT&T. Exactly. What's going on. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, there's really nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so GuyKey is an interesting service where they stream A-list games straight to your computer. It's much like on live but in your browser. Uh, seeing the service service marriage with Facebook is sort of a no-brainer, right? Uh I had to actually put the pronunciation for the silly-ass thing. <laughs> uh, Guykey has fi- finalized a deal with Facebook to bring PC game demos to the social network. This follows after a few simple deals with companies like YouTube and Walmart. Guykey says this is a chance for both parties to prosper. Quote, Facebook already owns the category of casual gaming. We're going to help them own own core games. Founder David Perry said at Cloud Gaming Europe um, Game Industry Reports, a click and boom, you're playing World of Warcraft. Uh, this doesn't mean that GuyKey is bringing World of Warcraft to Facebook, clarifying GuyKey is not <laughs> bringing WoW to Facebook, at least not in the foreseeable future. Their main goal is to give the Facebook gaming crowd more opportunities to enter the hardcore market by providing demos of top-shelf titles. This seems like a great idea and may pull some cafe world players into more advanced forms of games. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine WoW on Facebook? Oh Jesus! <laughs> if there was any other reason to stay on Facebook all day, um, I, I think I, to me, casual gaming is like is like marijuana. It's it's a gateway drug, <laughs> you know. And if if you just if you just show them the hardcore stuff, they'll move along. You know, yeah. um, in a good way, though. And, and maybe that analogy isn't perfect, but <laughs> I think this is pretty cool. I did check out their service. I, I don't really see them as a competitor for OnLive because they're kind of doing a different thing. Um, and I thought their service was pretty cool. I played a demo of um, 
I think Bat- Batman Arkham City, I think. I don't even remember what the demo was. Um, but it worked great. It worked just like on live. I mean, it was kind of grainy, but whatever. I was on Wi-Fi too, so <laughs> that might be why. That could uh, be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it it looked good. I mean, more power to him. I hope stuff like that keeps coming out. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, for uh, those of you that have uh, DirecTV in uh, Miami and um, some people in Boston, uh, yeah. Their uh, Sunbeam Television seems to be having a dispute with DirecTV. So those of you last week probably realized you missed out on the games, but yesterday probably noticed a little something. So I'm going to read you this the original story, and then I'm going to give you guys the update, uh, which obviously doesn't make any sense now because it was yesterday. So mm-hmm. after the whole botched attempt to win their customers with Fox Cable, which threatened fans of, F- of the FX channel and some other Fox channels, it seems that DirecTV has, try- has decided to try and not look like the bad guy for a change. It seems that DirecTV was trying to strike a deal with Sunbeam Television, who owns Fox affiliate WSVN in Miami, uh, where DirecTV has about 250,000 customers, and NBC affiliate WHDH and CW affiliate WLVI in Boston, where the satellite company has uh, about 200,000 subscribers. Uh, Sudden's Beam is reportedly asking for 300% increase in licensing fees and cut broadcasting to their respective customers just before the NFL playoff games, which aired two weeks ago. Uh, Attempts to restart the meeting went unanswered by Sunbeam for people hoping to catch the Golden Globes that were played later that night. But you couldn't check those out either. This is some, this sort of tactic never works out best for the cutter, and DirecTV remembers that. DirecTV sent out an email just before the game asking Sunbeam for permission to show the game without a contractual agreement, quote, so our customers will not be deprived of yet another playoff game in your market. Sunbeam declined. DirecTV added that it is, quote, available at any time to discuss our agreement when you're ready to respond to our last offer, unquote. Nice move, DirecTV. Um, I have nothing left to teach you, but uh, in an in an update as of uh, Friday, after football fans missed out on the um, playoff games, it seems that Sunbeam has decided to declare a one-day truce. In Miami, fans will be able to see the 49ers play the New York Giants, and the stations will remain live for people to watch American Idol. After Sunday, the channels will go dark again, but for Boston subscribers, the channels will remain dark. Uh, as the games are broadcast on other channels. So I guess you can't win them all. So basically, um, Boston fans aren't watching the New England games. Right. And that's not too intelligent. <laughs> so a lot of people are going to be cutting their service. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, ugh, ugh, what can uh, you do? Smack a bitch. That's what you could do. Jay-Z. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. See what some new releases are out there, because it's, it's not it's not that heavy this week. Um, let's let's go into Netflix. So what was this? Nick Knoll, thank you, very cool. That looked kind of dope, man. I watched that tonight. Dude. Yeah, he's uh he, he that's one of the guys that uh, plays Rufton in the uh, the league, or yeah. Rutson in the Rutson. league. Direct uh District Thirteen Ultimatum. If you haven't watched the original one, that shit is fucking crazy martial arts. That's just some insane shit. And then uh, Workaholics, which is uh, – I never heard of it. it. I guess it was a TV show on Comedy Central about people who work in telemarketing. Oh, yeah. I think I got canceled too. 
Yeah, well, hey, then season one's up there for you to enjoy. <laughs> the complete series is up there, there for you, you to enjoy. And then old school fucking rollerball. <laughs> I just noticed that. Uh, I had to throw that up there. For games, um, really light <laughs> this week. Uh, Victoria 2, A House Divided. An expansion for Victoria 2. A game I had never heard of. <laughs> on the, um, the Sims 3 uh, Master Suite stuff. That's obviously a... Uh, expansion as well assassin's creed revelations mediterranean traveler map pack and that's seriously the end of the list <laughs> Jeez. uh in theaters not much else coming out uh we've got the gray which is with liam neeson yeah take, I wanna see that. taking on the wolves yes uh man on a ledge which looks kind of interesting and uh kristen heigl movie uh or katherine heigl movie that nobody will watch one for the money yes um DVDs. Especially when it's releasing on When the Gray and Man on the Ledge erases. Exactly. <laughs> DVDs, we've got uh, Real Steel. Your favorite. Fifty <sighs> uh, Fifty, which actually looked kind of cool. And then for those really cracked out conspiracy buffs, Ancient Aliens Season 3. Three, ladies. <laughs> yeah. And chance. Season uh, 3. <laughs> moving into <laughs> comics. Season 3. Season. Jeez. Season Thrace. Mm. Done. Yeah. Moving I need, in. I need moving that, into watching that kind of show makes me want to drink. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I watched one episode and was like, this is, I don't like this anymore. And I just changed it. And then <laughs> I think it's fascinating that it's on the History Channel. Yeah. You know? <sighs> just just okay. saying. Yeah. All right. And moving into cooler things. Um, what is happening with DC Comics? If I don't say the number, it's because it's issue five. Um, Absolute Kingdom Come hardcover. It's a pretty good story. Superman, keeping it real. Uh, ADD hardcover. I don't even know what that is. I just saw it was coming out. Um, <laughs> All-Star Western, Aquaman, Batman and Robin, White Knight, Dark Knight hardcover. That was pretty sick. Batman Beyond, Industrial Revolution. Batman Beyond's pretty sick. Uh, Batman the Dark Knight. Blackhawks, um, DC Universe Online Legends, uh, issue 22, The Flash, The Fury of Firestorm, The Nuclear Men, Green Lantern, New Guardians, I, Vampire. It says Justice League, but I don't think it came out, right? It was delayed, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's not coming out on the 25th. I believe it's coming out. Oh, no, 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 no. It was supposed to come out last week, but it's coming out this week. Okay, thank you very much. I yeah. forgot to verify that. Yeah. So, okay, so we'll be coming out this week, Justice League number five, uh, Justice League Doc as well. Um, that's kind of dope, and then come out at the same time. Yeah. Um, Resurrection Man Volume 1 Trade Paperback, The Savage, Hawkman, Superman, Teen Titans, Uncharted 3 of 6, and Voodoo. Ooh, voodoo, that voodoo that you do. All right, for, <laughs> for Marvel, we've got Alpha Flight number eight, final issue. That's yeah. Not- Astonishing X-Men, number 46, Avengers Solo, number 4, Fantastic Four, 602, FF, 14, The Mighty Thor, number 10, Secret Avengers, 21.1, Spider-Man, number 22, Ultimate Comics, Ultimates, number 6, and we've got X-Men Legacy, uh, 6, I'm sorry, X-Men Legacy, 261. Wow. Yes, we do. Wow. Wow. Um, other <laughs> so, publishers, we've got uh, Game of Thrones number five by Dynamite, Dynamite, <laughs> uh, Godzilla Kingdom of Monsters number eleven from IDW, 
Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number six from IDW. Transformers, Robots in Disguise, number one from IDW. I should want to check that one out, too. Yeah, I got the um, uh, the other Transformers book that came out, uh, More Than Meets the Eye. I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't read it yet. but Aren't they supposed to go together? Uh, yeah, that's why I think they released that one first and then this one. Yeah. They're supposed to be parallel stories, I think. Uh, Walking Dead, number 93 for Image, and The Darkness, number 98 for Top Cow. Top Cow. Top Cow. And the only collectible that I was interested in uh, was the Wonder Woman versus Superman mini statue. This thing looks pretty sick. Yeah, I saw that. That thing did look nice. Yeah, it's just them fighting, um, but it's just, I don't know, it was just expertly done, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the new releases of this week. All right. Well, um, many of you... Obviously, if you you were part of the internets, uh, the what? <laughs> if you noticed that um, the world came to a standstill on Wednesday, yeah, because Wikipedia went down. You know, I tried to look something up on Wikipedia, and I couldn't, and I forgot, and I was sad. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! And I saw on um, uh, the Daily Show. He goes, I want you to look something up on Wikipedia, and I had to look it up on the media. <laughs> yeah, he goes, where am I supposed to go? The library? <laughs> well, it was funny because, like, my nephew's on Facebook, and he was, like, going, he goes, will all the kids stop complaining that they can't get to Wikipedia? Because I have a report due tomorrow and all this. He goes, weep for the this generation. <laughs> I was like, really? When you're citing sources from Wikipedia? I know. Come on. I know. Maybe they were trying to look up Sopa Blackout on Wikipedia. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, uh, like today I or yesterday I posted that Tumblr had over 600,000 people black out their blogs. That was pretty before. impressive. Yeah, I was one of them too because I have my I have a Tumblr blog. Yeah, and uh, I blacked out mine by not creating it. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we took part in that too. Where we uh, blacked out our uh, our site for the day. And our site still has that uh, censorship stop censorship uh, banner at the top. I thought that was pretty sick. Yeah, because if you if you guys have noticed, and and quite a few people did sign up, and I noticed we if you if you have uh, Adam or myself on your Facebook or even through the Lazy Geeks, you guys noticed that that we were posting a lot of Sopa related shit on Stick. there, and um, even on Twitter and. Uh, you know, they're still not too late to sign up because, you know, even though, quote unquote, they may be dead, you know, you got to worry about the next one. And uh, go to if you haven't liked us on Facebook, you need to go to um, the uh, Facebook dot com slash the lazy geeks and like us because we actually have I actually posted video of these c- committee for intellectual properties that are talking about SOPA. They basically don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, they're they're they basically every single one of them says I'm not a nerd, so I don't get it. Yeah, and like uh, it's uh, okay. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, and John Stewart was perfect when he says, "I think the words you're looking for are experts." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they're talking about how they don't understand this bill, and they're calling the people that that get the internet nerds. It's like, and you expect us to trust you, and I was. And I posted it mostly to tell people to say, to go, look, if you don't agree with SOPA, look at the people that are discussing it. Really look at them. And do you think you're going to trust 
these guys to make laws. Why do you think it was so broadly constructed? Because they have no fucking clue. Some of them still use an abacus to <laughs> calculate their earnings. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just it was. I it, mean, that's that's downright. The nerd thing is downright offensive. It is. You know, I don't go in there and go, oh, I'm not a stuffy old piece of shit, so I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't be an asshole. Just because we understand how something operates doesn't yeah. mean we're. I mean, yeah, a lot of us are nerds, but. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, is that there are people that are in IT and things like that. And the problem is, is that they're not nerd nerds. They're not, you know, because, you know, and, and like John Stewart said, when did the world, when did Congress become ogre from, yeah. from, uh, nerds. nerds. It's like, really, dude, have we re resorted to that? And like one of the big problems, and this was from an IT guy, I, I was reading his comment saying that. The problem with SOPA is that you actually have to change the security on all websites to make this feasible. And the problem is, is that it makes it susceptible to hacking and actually would raise cybersecurity risks all across the board. Yeah, it's basically going to screw the internet. Yeah. It's not, It's not. oh, you can't watch a silly cat video because Futurama was playing in the background. Right. It's It's – you're going to it's going to open up security risks and i guarantee you that people are going to take advantage of them Absolutely. not only for their own personal game but just to prove that sopa blows <laughs> you know i mean look and, at anonymous anonymous exactly. just that's screwed everything just because they got a fucking hissy fit yeah that's what i was going to say too i was going to say and you thought they went shit you think they went fucking crazy over mega upload imagine if this if sopa passed yep you know and and when you have people in the eu saying yeah we do need security but this isn't the way to go about it you know that that's just that's silly and yeah we did make a major victory we did actually get everybody that was supporting it, even people that sponsored the bill but you know there are people like um like barbara boxer diane feinstein who authored the bill you know that that really need to understand that you know what you aren't the puppet for the movie industry and yeah. Chris Dodd who I, I I he's such he's such a master politician that he won't even acknowledge that he's a lobbyist for the MPAA because <laughs> I mean, oh. we because uh, uh, like what are we do what are we dealing with now big tobacco like yes. it's just it's just getting silly now but one thing that I that I that kind of struck me was okay here is the the example of what the Occupy movement was trying to do, was trying to prove that corporate corruption is in government. We need to right. get them out. They poured $92 million into SOPA to get it passed. Then the people said, fuck you. We're not going to take this. The Republican Democrats go, shit, this is an election year, and this is a big one. The president even said, fuck you guys. You're on your own. Yep. And now everybody's like, oh, maybe we should um, we sh we shouldn't back this now because people seem to think it's a bad thing. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it just strikes me as odd that that some of these people. And one thing that bothered me too was the media. Not one mainstream media outlet even acknowledged that this was going to happen until Wikipedia got involved. Yeah, I know. It's it's like it wasn't important, you know, and it was important. Yeah, it, it just. I don't know. The world is upside down one, over this SOPA thing right now. Yeah, one thing that bothered me was uh, – I think it was Deadline. No, no, no. It was 
the Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter stated uh, over 70,000 sites join Wikipedia in blackout. And I was like, really? Did we forget that Reddit was the one that mm-hmm. actually came up with the date and everything and they joined at like the 11th hour? You know, all that tells me is, is that that tells me that the news news outlets and, and media in general is using Wikipedia to source things. I know. Because that's how they noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was ridiculous. I'm like, oh, my God, really? It's but what, surpri- what was surprised me, though, was a lot of people in the Hollywood industry, like actors and stuff like that, were supporting um, the blackout. Right. Which, which surprised me because, you know, Chris Dodd says that, oh, it's hurting our business and hurting all that. But when you have people coming out against it and uh, – well, like we talked about IGN, they're owned by Fox. Well, yep. News Corp. And they did an editorial saying that this is a bad deal. Yeah, I mean it's just – it's not just – it's it's a personal interest thing. I mean, the music the music in the in the movie industries want pull where they can just puppet puppet the politicians around and shut down whatever they don't like. It's not a, it's not about doing what's right. It's about doing what they want. That's that's all it is. Yeah. You know, and and I don't mind a new bill being proposed and being spoken about about piracy because piracy is kind of crazy, but it needs to not be so damn um, vague. That you can shut down like a mom and pop operation just because they mention one thing. Yeah. You know, it, that's stupid. Well, a couple of people were if um, – I think it was – I'm trying to remember. But somebody was showing some of these experts that were talking on – you know, when they when the media got around to doing it. A lot of these experts are like it's – it won't just hurt the main industry. What it will do is if anybody streaming – if anybody streaming um, – Trailers, which sometimes come out, and people post the trailers. We link trailers. Oh, you've got a couple of those. You can go away for five years. Yeah, it's like, and the sad part is, is what that does, and and really, let's say trailers. You're streaming a trailer. You're not hurting the industry by streaming a trailer. You're helping the industry. Yeah. It's called word of mouth. So when they stop all that, no one. It's going to know anything. Yeah. People aren't just going to go to the CBS website or go to the Fox <laughs> website. You know, you have to go to a million websites just to get piecemeal information from the people who copyrighted it. It's retarded. Yeah, it's but just stupid. One of the big problems too, and this is this is something that the the movie industry needs to understand is people download. Okay, let's take television, prime example. Television. They people want to see the episode that they missed. Oh shit, my DVR didn't record. Um, you know, two and a half men. It didn't record that, so I should. I I I want to go. I want to watch it. Okay, well you can watch it on this on the uh, CBS website or watch these episodes. Watch our episodes on full episodes on CBS. Go to CBS. Oh wait, that particular one doesn't didn't post, or they didn't post that episode. They have the ones before that, but but they don't have this one. What's a person to do? Oh well, I want to see it. Then eventually they might even download it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people that that need to that are like going, I got, I want to see it, and we'll and we'll download it. Like the heavy thing was Lost. Lost was a heavily downloaded series, and of course, people that knew that it came on three hours ahead and had to be the one to see it on the West Coast right after, you know, will download it. Why do you think Doctor Who came out in the U.S. almost date and time that it aired in the U.K. 
because it was the most pirated series, and we didn't see it for like a year, so people were like, fuck this, I ain't waiting a year. Exactly. Not to mention that when they broadcast here, they got to make room for commercials, so they cut the thing, they cut the thing up. And like, uh, Sci-Fi Channel was worst at that. There were so many scenes that I didn't see until I bought the DVDs that I realized when I was watching, I'm like, hey, this wasn't in the original one. Because they had to make room for all their three hours of commercials. Yep. And, uh, and, and yeah. Which I'm so happy we have BBC America now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, they have commercials, but it's not nearly as bad. And they cut it properly. Yeah, and then you'll get the, yeah, you'll get, oh, it goes over like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That works. But see, that's the thing. And, and you know, and, and that started a whole lot. So now people started on, well, shit, now that I've gotten to this, it's, you know, putting the barn door after the horses ran out. It really is like, how do we backtrack? But you got to remember too that you know people who think that piracy is a is a good thing and it's cool and yeah, I, I shouldn't have to pay for shit. If you feel you're entitled to for free shit, you're a retard. Yep. You're not entitled to anything. You know, it, it, it's it really needs to be of the people going, okay, you know what? Piracy, piracy is a problem. But of course, people do it because there's an opportunity to do it. Now, obviously, if you don't give them the opportunity, they won't do it. But if you really look at it, a lot of people that will download something because they want to see it will then determine if they're going to buy it. And I truly believe that there are a lot of people that download stuff that eventually will buy the season or will buy the movie after the fact. Yeah, yeah. The mass majority of people anyway. Yeah, because people will go like, oh, you know what? This is pretty cool. I like to see it on actual Blu-ray. <laughs> we'll go and buy the damn thing in Blu-ray, and then the studio gets his money. Yeah, they didn't make it much in the releases, but you know, I, I think the movie studio, and with as much money as the movie studios make it, I don't think it is as big of an issue as they claim to be. Yeah, and you if know. the movie industry's losing any money lately, it doesn't have much to do with piracy. It has everything to do with lackluster results in the fucking box office. It has everything to do with just putting out. The same fucking romantic comedies you've been putting out since 1996 with just different actors. Yeah. You know, it's it's just the, the quality lately. I mean there are, of course, some gems, you know, but the the quality major, – the majority of the quality in the movie industry is, is horrid. It's just silly movies, and they even do well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they don't you – know, look at last December. They had quality movies out and people weren't seeing them. Why? Because it cost eleven dollars a freaking ticket. Yeah. Not only the ticket, but then you have to go. You buy popcorn, but you bring you bring a lady with you, something like that. You got to buy her popcorn. You can't bring a lady to the freaking movie theater without buying her goddamn popcorn and drink. <laughs> and that's like it's eighteen bucks right there out the damn door. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. And you got to remember too is that people are probably looking less and less at movies because. Theater, I mean, um, movie studios are now looking so much for franchises. They're looking so much, oh, this movie did well. Let's set up a franchise. They're trying to do that with Bridesmaiding. And Kristen Wiig is like going, I'm not going to do a sequel. I'm not doing that. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And that's the problem. You know, Hangover 3? Really? I mean, it, it's ridiculous. And the, the fact of the matter is, is you, can't, you don't understand why people aren't going to the movies. You have remakes up the wazoo. I mean, Footloose, Conan. Those... Yeah, we've we've already seen them. Yeah, we saw them. And then when you're doing <laughs> in the a re- '80s, <laughs> yeah, when you're doing a remake, which is almost like shot for shot, the same. Yeah. Thing, what's the point? Why not re-release the old movie? I don't. It's... I don't get it. It's ridiculous. And then there, of course, like I said, there's great movies coming out as well, but they're they're not. You'll see a great movie. Let's say The Hobbit's coming out. 
that's an amazing movie. So that will come out and everybody will go see it. And and the box office will show that it was an amazing movie. But what were the two the two biggest franchises last two of the biggest franchises last year were the stupid Twilight and um, the Harry Potter movies. What was Harry Potter movie? Like the the two hundredth and eighth movie? You know, it's like, and I, I like Harry Potter just as much as the next guy, but it's just showing that they they need original content. Yeah, and they they always are playing the safe route. They don't. I mean, whatever happened to the Hollywood that made Taxi Driver? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like movies that you had no idea if it was going to if it was going to win or fail. Yeah, when you have movies that are considered classics right now and you look at them and you go that movie would never be made today. That's a problem. Mhm. When you have movies like Blazing Saddles would never never get made today because it would offend too many people. Yeah, and that's the problem is, you know, maybe and, we need to be offended every once in a while. Yeah. And uh uh Asian Fury and I had that conversation which is up on YouTube and uh part 2 will probably be released this week. Right. But yeah, you know, it's it's one of those that, you know, Hollywood has played so safe. Oh, we want to we want PG-13 because we want to get as many kids we want to get as many people in the theater. Well, if you've seen, you know, Bridesmaids and uh, horrible bosses and The Hangover. People go to R-rated movies, and they mm-hmm. and and you can make money with those. I think the problem is is that you just don't know how to do it. And marketing also too. When a movie flops, you may actually go and see it on Netflix or you rent it or you buy it because it's on sale. Oh, it looks kind of good. I'll just buy it. And then you go, this movie was actually really good. It's the marketing that sucks. Howard the fucking. <laughs> All comes back to Howard the Duck right now, dude. <laughs> but, I knew it. But anyway, in any case, um, you know, soap is a bad idea. Hollywood needs to to think beyond their corporate boardroom. They really need to think beyond that. In order to get people along, you have to innovate. You need to work with someone and innovate. You can't sit yes. there and go, okay, well, we need to do this, but the bottom line is we need to make the most money we can. I mean, remakes are cool, but it shouldn't be the majority of what's in that theater. Yeah. And if you want to know what a clusterfuck is, look at Hulu. I know. Hulu was a clusterfuck because you had all these movie organizations, these TV, all, all these studios that all wanted a piece, wanted to get as much money as they could, yet at the same time, they're selling off, oh yeah, um, prime example, NBC Universal. They want. They were one of the people that were trying to get Hulu going and trying to figure out how to make it work. And instead of giving exclusive content to Hulu, what did they do? Oh, they created a backdoor deal with um, Netflix to go ahead and um, air all the Saturday Night Live stuff the day after it was released. Allow it on streaming. Oh, that's brilliant. Why didn't you bring that to Hulu? Yeah, that backdoor deal pretty much gave it in the backdoor to uh, the Hulu <laughs> customers. Um, it's... The sad thing is, is, is I don't mind that they want to make money. I get it, <laughs> you know that that's fine. But there is this, there is a line that needs to be drawn where you're making money, but you need to respect who you're making the money from. Yeah. Um. You can't just shit on your customers all the time. Maybe sometimes, but yeah. not all the time. Don't make it so know? blatant next time. Exactly. I mean, I line must this... be drawn here. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I look at the the lineup of movies last year, and the mass majority of them are remakes. The mass majority of them suck, you know. And it's I don't know. I, I want the '80s again. 
<laughs> the you know the 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 grouping of movies that they're all remaking. <laughs> I want that again. There's a reason why those movies were successful the first time. They won't you know be was, successful the second. You know, it's a good way to do it is um, what Terminator did, where they they just they continued the story into the future. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they Terminator Salvation came out. They didn't remake the one from the friggin' eighties because yeah. that would be stupid. You know, they they just continued the story and connected it all together. I think, honestly, the Terminator franchise has done it perfectly. Even with Terminator Three, which wasn't even that great, <laughs> you know, I still I still think it, it was it was it was just done masterfully. But they don't do that because that's that's not as easy. Yeah, it's a little riskier. Reaction. It's a little yeah. riskier. But look at the Star Trek reboot. It's and amazing. They instead of sitting there going. Okay, how can we remake what they did in the 60s in the TV show? No, we went ahead and decided, okay, all that exists, but they created a parallel universe, so we can kind of have a little more freedom to do what we want. Perfect. Now, a lot of, of course, a lot of fans are a little, fuck this shit. Get over it. And, yeah. But they do this shit in comic books all the time. Yeah. Where they'll redo something, but they do it in their in that artist or that writer's specific way. And yeah. it works out fine. Yeah. You know, and but they can't people are always trying to copy who did it first. Yeah. And why? I can just watch the other ones that already came out. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh do but... a digital convert and fucking let's watch it in sixteen by nine. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Blu-ray special edition. <laughs> Howard the Duck reboot. You should start a petition. Uh, <laughs> oh, I would sign it twice, and that's it. I want a Howard the Duck reboot. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because Lucas is retiring. Oh, well. Well, then there might be a chance to be made well. Oh. Hey, first of all, it was made well, all right? <laughs> that movie is amazing. And Leah Thompson is, ugh. <laughs> anyway. All right, well, I think it's a perfect segue to head into our douchebag list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, Howard the Duck is the perfect thing? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're, we're doing something a little different with our douchebags. Uh, both Adam and I are coming up with our two, our, our two top douchebags, but the, we're going to start doing a joint number one douchebag. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna roll that bitch up and smoke it right here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So my my number three douchebag is uh, I titled it "Someone Needs Jesus" because uh, police in Goose Creek, South Carolina, say a man armed with a shotgun robbed a choir group as they practice at a church. <laughs> According to WCSC in Charleston, authorities responded to the St. James United Methodist Church around 8 p.m. Wednesday after reports of an armed robbery. One of the victims told police that a man entered the church through an unlocked door and aimed a shotgun toward the choir area, WCSC reports. According to the station, the suspect then told the choir to get on the floor um, and keep their heads down. The robber made off with purses, wallets, cell phones, of the choir members, no one was hurt, thankfully. Invest investigators say that the suspect is a black male between 5'10 and 5'11 and 230 pounds. The robber escaped on foot. Police are continuing to investigate. So, as you can see, this is this is a douchebag because you robbed 
you didn't just rob a church, which for me is just like the the pinnacle of a douchebag, but you're robbing the choir. These are people that don't get paid by the church. These are people that that donate their time and and, and sing on Sunday and then get robbed at church. That's just that's beyond douchebaggery. It's like they pray on a daily basis for this shit not to happen. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Uh, so my next, my number two douchebag, slow news day results in taking on comics. If you've seen the article, you'll see the wharf facepalm <laughs> and uh, the caption that reads, there is no honor in what you just did. Much like self, any self-respecting American, I disdain the media. <laughs> I'm only, and I'm only talking about the mainstream media that keep adding channels to their cable lineup. But what I detest more than cable news is local news. I don't mind it when I watch to see what's going on in my neighborhood, which lasts only about 15 minutes. But then after that, I need to get out of there. In the local Fox DC, uh, in the local Washington DC Fox affiliate, they did a cover story about the new 52 reboot and the controversy it started with the gritty reality and the two sexualized characters in all of the 52 books that came out. Mind you, the new 52 has been released over five months ago, back in August. So. Let us not forget that many fans weren't happy with the sexual, sexualized nature of Starfire and Catwoman in the revamped series. With that in mind, the local Fox affiliate acts like the comic book just came out. And you can check out the whole video at Comic Book Resource and uh, let us know what you think. But now, if you notice on the in the actual story, the cover of the books are all issue ones. <laughs> I didn't pick up the issue ones, probably because it was the one that had more of the sexualized and gritty violence that they were tr- that the issue um, than the issues following it. The gritty nature of the books isn't new to comic book world. They obviously never heard of publishers like Marvel, Image, or even Vertigo. In traditional alarmist fashion, they bring in child psychologist Neil Bernstein to say, "quote sort of the fictionalized playboy for the kids at its worst." Unquote. He went on to say. Quote, we want our kids to think sex is an act between two consenting mature individuals who deeply care for one another, he says. Uh, this doesn't really come across, and it is too easily to misconstrue things, particularly for kids. Yes, Dr. Wortham. I mean, <laughs> Dr. Bernstein. It is easy to misconstrue images when you have a nifty editor that tries to make news where it, there isn't any. Yep. Of course, they reference the comics are essentially for kids. Comics haven't been for kids in a long, long time. If you go to the average comic book store, there are more adults there than there are kids. When kids are in there, parents are close by to see or direct their kids where to go. Let us not forget that the whole point of this story was to say that the new gritty comic comics are harmful to kids. So what does the reporter do? She takes them to a local middle school and shows them off to the kids. Wow. Which, she's the problem. <laughs> just, just, just Wow. This is why local and major media has lost much credibility with many in the mass audience. The media doesn't have the ability to change with the times. Take SOPA, for instance. No one in the mainstream media talked about it until Wikipedia got involved. And I'm sure that is because most of it use, their, use it for their source materials anyway. That is why I find it hilarious when mainstream media tries to bring us uh, their geek reporters which are phonier than anything that they normally sling at us. Parents need to understand that most kids don't read these comics anymore. The more mature crowd is buying them, is buying their titles for years, and the, quote, realism that they're afraid of is what we've been seeing in other other titles for years. 
my point is if you're going to do if you're going to report on something do it when it happens waiting five months to pick up issue ones just makes you look less than you already are boom boom goes the dynamite no because the first the first issue of catwoman um catwoman and batman get it on yeah um but i don't remember the last time catwoman was for kids yeah <laughs> you know so i don't know whatever they have ratings on the stupid things yeah that's the sort of this rating team and you know and, and, and just like wow really and and it was a damn good issue you know <laughs> read it i'm just saying it showed a complicated uh complicated relationship between the two yeah just saying you know in fact i just read uh what was it uh daredevil number eight daredevil gets it on with black cat yeah, but Marvel's safe. They, they don't. They don't say anything. About I don't know. You kind of see her thong sticking out of that. Oh, yeah. That's the way it should be. Yeah, exactly. But it, no, that's not offensive because Daredevil can't see her. <laughs> so that's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Forgot about that. It's, it's semantics, but yeah. still. Yeah. All right. So moving, <laughs> moving right along. What are your two douchebags? Uh, police, <laughs> police arrested the driver of an SUV after he headed straight down a tunnel into the San Francisco subway system, <laughs> causing massive delays during Thursday's morning commute. Uh, Mooney Metro spokesperson, spokesman, spokesperson, spokesman, uh, Paul Rose told NBC Bay Area dot com in San Francisco. The vehicle drove into a tunnel on Church Street shortly after 6 a.m. Thursday and headed east toward the Van Van Ness Station. The SUV stopped when it got stuck on the track. Wow, towards the Van Ness Station? That's crowded area over there. Well, Shit. he's obviously not that intelligent, so I don't yeah. think he's worried about the traffic update. Um, police police say 40-year-old Scott Mitchell of Seb, Sebastopol, California. Um, <laughs> was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence, <laughs> failure to obey a stop sign, really, and driving <laughs> on train tracks. When you uh, read you saying failing to understand a sign, that's just, you're just trying to throw extra yeah. shit on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, a quote, it appears he just drove into the tunnel and his vehicle got stuck when it hit a concrete step. Officer Albi Esperanza, es- Esparza, sorry, told the Associated Press. We believe he was under the influence of alcohol. It's very fortunate that nobody was injured. Um, no trains were involved in this accident, by the way, which is a uh, which is actually something that's really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's an idiot, <laughs> and he's under the influence of alcohol at six a.m. in the morning, dude. Like, come on. Somebody had a wild night that just didn't end yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's hangover three. That's what it was. Um, okay, my number two is. Um, George Lucas, just for this one quote, which just makes him look like the biggest douchebag on the planet. Uh, he said, why would I – oh, this is in reference to uh, – he was saying he was going to retire. Um, so he said, why would I make any more, um, meaning movies, when everybody yells at you all the time and says what a terrible person you are? Aw, <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> Um, obviously he's referencing the latest, uh, Star Wars movies and everybody complaining about them. Well, maybe you should stop changing your shit. Yeah. Don't, don't let everybody fall in love with something and then go, oh, you love it now? Great. Let me change it. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Oh my God. Dude, nobody likes what I put together. Well, yeah, we liked what you had done. <laughs> stop fucking with it. You want some cheese with that wine, dude? Calm down, you know? <laughs> Oh man, who's who's the who's the king of them all, dude? Our the, the king of our douchebags this week 
is the Motion Picture Association of America President Chris Dodd. Now, this article that I'm about to read is something that I is going to post today at some point. I'm not exactly sure. And the picture that I use is awesome because it's on a, a sun ho- on a Sunday, no less. Yeah. Uh, no, it's on a Monday. This is remember we released oh, Monday. Oh, I'm 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 sorry. Yeah, God. Amateurs. Uh, <laughs> if you guys notice the picture on there, though, it's a picture of the Hollywood Hills on fire with the Hollywood sign just in the foreground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, as many online publications and people that are in the business of Hollywood are pointing out that the biggest douchebag of all time is someone most people wouldn't have expected. Even with all the dumbass stuff that people like Jack Trenton, Jeff Johns, and even stuff Mark Wahlberg have said, Chris Dodd seems to be taking the cake. The guy that goes on national TV during the SOPA blackout on Wednesday and never answered the question that was asked if he, being the head of the Motion Picture Association of America, made made him a lobbyist. He danced around the question, which career politicians do, and never answered it. Of course, Dick. Uh, of course, <laughs> Dodd. Sorry, Dick. Dodd. Same cli- thing. Yeah, same thing. Dodd claimed that SOPA and PIPO were preventing people from buying counterfeit merchandise online. Well, the guys over there at CinemaBim posted a co- his latest comment, which basically says that he is a confirmed lobbyist when he said, those who count on, on, quote, Hollywood to support need to understand that the industry is watching very carefully who's going to stand up for them when their job is at stake. Don't ask me to write a check for you when you think your job is at risk and then don't pay attention to me when my job is at risk lobbyist yeah definition (laughs) (laughs) excuse me dodd but that remark would indicate that you would pay those government officials to get your way now i know some of you guys are acting like this comes as a surprise no it doesn't but i expect a certain position uh, um, people in certain positions to lie to me to make me feel like there is some decency in this world. Not yeah. to mention that I pay countless of dollars to see the direct that they churn out on a weekly basis on motion picture and television. So I expect them at least the, the least they can do is lie to me. <laughs> so I took notice with a post on Deadline when uh, Hollywood, quote, moguls were considering a boycott of Obama and any representative that didn't do their bidding. When I say boycott, I mean that they will no longer be giving them money since they didn't do what they um, they didn't do something when it came to come to collect. To me, it's something straight out of the Godfather. Given that we had just come out of the whole Occupy movement, so this is a good time for Hollywood to show everyone that those weirdos that camped out on those lawns were right. Again, I'm not saying that I didn't know this, but I expected a little more subtlety. Since Dodd and those people at the MPAA, RIAA, and countless other organizations feel that censorship is the best way for them to keep more money, we as a people should boycott them. Of course, getting people to boycott anything regarding them for a day or a weekend would be similar to getting those people um, to boycott gas stations for a day. Mm-hmm. No one will do it. Of course, However, if people could get the message across to those government officials that having the internet go on strike for one day, think that we could get – think of the stuff we could get done. The Hollywood industry thinks they own everything because people use their stuff as a sense of escape. If we could get people to organize a weekly boycott against uh, – a weekday boycott against those people that think they rule us, what would that say? Better yet, we don't simply boycott movies. We boycott television and music. Don't watch television that day or go to the movies. Don't buy any songs off iTunes or in a retail store. Don't buy any movies or go to concerts that day remind them who pays their bills and also don't pirate shit either that's just yeah 
That defeats the purpose there. Yeah, that's a given. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe pirate everything that day. <laughs> Uh, that would be that would be something to see, though, right? I know I'm an idealist and would love nothing better than to show them who they truly need. It's a trickle-up effect. Politicians need votes to get reelected, right? However, they need to raise cash. The money um, That money doesn't do any good if the people vote for someone else. The same applies to the studios and the music industry. They need to pay – they need us to pay for their movies and music, but they act like they own us. People aren't going to the movies now, and it's hurting them. Think about it if everyone stopped. That would definitely sting. Aw, oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of which, this might not help the movement. I think <laughs> uh, I think me and my mom are going to go see that haywire. Yeah, just saying. Aw, <laughs> mom's taking you to the movies? Yeah. You sure you're going to be able to stay out late, you know? You know what? I don't appreciate your candor, okay? <laughs> uh... And uh, I think this was a given. Our epic person of the week. The internet. <laughs> the entirety the of it. The entire internet. Even those dark corners. You know, the ones Especially that... Especially those dark corners. <laughs> the reason being, obviously, is because the internet decided that they would go on strike for a day. And look what the fuck happened. <laughs> All hell broke. <laughs> Pretty much. I can't get to Wikipedia. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, All of human knowledge is locked to my <laughs> So funny. Uh, but, you know, I don't think we need to grandstand on that any more than we already have. But uh, I think people understand that why they're the epic person of the week. Because right. the Internet finally, in, <laughs> finally got behind one thing. And even people that weren't part of it, that, you know, that most of the times, you know, it's like uh, like Hollywood news sites. They at least addressed it and said hey, you know what, we understand this kind of stuff, we know it's bad, but we still got to make money. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Basically, after um, after the boycott, everybody knew what SOPA was. Yeah. Which was which was the whole point. Yeah. You know, so now that everyone's informed, they can make a decision. Exactly. So, uh, so that's our epic person of the week. And I guess it's time to go for some site comments. So, let's see. We've got Jenna Grace in regards to my uh, story about the Hunger Games sequel securing the original director. Um, she says, <laughs> I didn't have faith that um, – I said in the article, I go, you know, this should show a little faith that they re-signed the original director. And uh, <laughs> uh, she replies, I didn't have faith at all. I still don't, even after they secure the director. I just hope it would exceed my expectations when I watch it. And you know what? Yeah, that's, a gen that's pretty much the general consensus of most yeah. people. <laughs> Anytime they adapt a book, you know, and yeah. uh, and we've we've heard stories before of, oh yeah, the movie studio is working on a sequel, you know, is already going to see before the movies come out. Yeah, Green Lantern, anyone? <laughs> um, so, uh, shh. In regards, to, uh, in regards to, uh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, his name is. Uh, in regards to my story about um, Zappos getting hacked. Zappo customers beware. The news broadcasting um, the hacking in his area told him not to worry and just change the password. Well, the next morning, a few news broadcasts called um, – after the, a few news broadcast calls, he called his credit card company even though it was just the last four digits of the credit card um, were available online. doesn't mean you're safe. 
and three associates spoke um, that he spoke to with the credit card company told him that a lot can be done with just the last four digits. He canceled the card and recommended that everyone does so well. He also went on to say some other stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, anytime any information regarding your card is hacked, you should be changing it. Um, because yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes they they may not be able to do a lot with it, but like as you know, like I said in that article, check your statements. Make sure you you keep on that shit, and um, and remember, a month, two months later, it's still you could still get something. It may not be today, but it could be two months from now. Yeah, so, and it's, it's the bank is going to see it as your responsibility. So don't get mad that uh, something happened because you weren't paying attention. Right. The bank's just going to go. That sucks for you. <laughs> but uh, it's all always be on top of that. Always be on top of that. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, now it's time for some uh, recommendations. Oh, yes. And uh, my recommendation for this week is the new Fox series Alcatraz. Uh, I saw it, liked it. Dixie Chick loves it. Um, old man dude checked it out, and um, he liked it too. And um, it's really cool because uh, it, I, it it was different than I thought because you obviously hear the plot, you know. 63 people disappeared on Alcatraz. And when you actually see it, you're kind of like, well, wait, how are they? Wait, what? You know, so now it isn't normal. It isn't like a ghost story, like they died and are somehow coming back to life or anything like that. They just basically disappeared. Um, and I thought the storytelling was was really good. The the, the two-hour opener last week was... Um, it was the first two episodes, the pilot and the second episode. This week, we're going into the third episode, so we're looking to see, you know, what's going on, what's what's happening. So far, I like the characters. I mean, you got Sam Neill in the uh, in the show, so that's yeah. always a plus. And um, Jorge Garcia, who played Hurley on Lost, plays the the main lead on this one. So it's uh, it's it's really good to see him on. Um, on a, on a on a TV series where he actually plays the lead, so yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that's my recommendation for this week. Yeah, I still have to see that one. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, my recommendation now that I'm almost done with it is uh, the Game of Thrones, the book. I haven't even watched the show yet. Uh, book is amazing. Um, probably uh, one of the best books I've read uh, in a long time. Um, it's like 800 pages, so I'm not done yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're into fantasy novels at all, um, I suggest checking this out. If you haven't seen the TV show, I suggest reading the book first, of course. That's with anything. So, but uh, the book's amazing. It's just well read. It's well written. <laughs> well read. Uh, it's well read. It's well read by me, really. <laughs> no, it's well written. Um, I like how each chapter is a different perspective from a different character, and he really does it too. Because there's there's a character that's like a little girl, and it sounds like a little girl, and. It's it's pretty good, so check it out. All right, all right. So uh, yeah, I guess that about does it for us this week. Uh, before we head out, we want to remind you all that we have that you have many ways to follow us. Be sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/thelazygeeks. One word. The Lazy Geeks are on Google Plus. Yes, we are on Google Plus again. The Lazy Geeks. One word. Uh, I don't know why. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, the Lazy Geeks, or you can follow myself at Lazy underscore Nomad, or you can follow Adam over there at Lazy yeah. underscore Sapien. 
Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, we have trailers, vlogs, special content on there, so definitely subscribe. Right now we have a uh, our uh, commentary on the tutorial of um, of Star Trek Online Free to Play. Yes. So get to see some see some cool stuff there. So youtube.com slash the lazy geeks. Uh, the theme song uh, is provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So it's about time for us to check out. So please be sure to uh, comment on this or any podcast on either iTunes or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the incredibly sexy. Uh, be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, peace out. Peace out.